Hey, everyone. Today's episode has a few four-letter words in it at certain points, so uh, if you're listening to it with people that you don't want to hear that, just uh, be aware. Now on with the show. When you when you speak too loud into the mic, too much air can go into it and overload the capsule in it. Um, I've been known to overload a capsule. There you go. <laughs> uh, that's your that's your what they call your plosives, like the plosive P. These no. are a big one. Um, and Andrea just happens to do it less than. Everyone. I just have really moderate plosives. <laughs> Put it in your bio. <laughs> she modulates her plosives real well. Exactly. All right. You're listening to Live from the News Dungeon, a nondoc.com podcast. Hello and welcome to Live from the News Dungeon, a podcast by nondoc.com. Our team is here and we're all holding back giggles. <laughs> I, I thought she was going to burn. I don't know why. <laughs> Angela's just got the giggles to start the podcast. I'm Trace Savage. I'm the editor-in-chief of nondoc.com. It's been an irreverent day for some of us, a difficult day for others, and it's Wednesday, September 1st, which is a special day. We'll get to that in a minute. It's our seventh year birthday or sixth year anniversary, which is that? We're seven. We just turned seven. That means you completed seven years. Yeah. No. no then, then we're six. How old are we? <laughs> We started start September first, twenty fifteen. So that would be so this, is this is the end six. of six years. So that's your sixth anniversary. Well, we want people to donate seven dollars in support of our seventh year, which we're starting. Yeah. I have a weird story about this, which is that my grandparents in India count their birthdays this way. So they've been saying they're a year older than they are for like years, just because they're <laughs> like, "Well, I'm in my my grandfather is now a hundred and one, according to him, but a hundred in reality." Well, give him the extra year. Wow. He's but it's He's weird and very confusing. Like so I think interest. about this issue a lot is what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I, like, I like that. I like that. Uh, Andrea Dinhood, that's her on the mic with her Indian grandparents. And Archie Brown is joining us. Hi, that is me. That Hi. is you. First time on the pod. Welcome. Thank you. Hi. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Um, you just left a fun event that we're going to talk about in a second. I think you round out. Play the cue the celebration music. We have round out the team that has been here on the podcast. I think we now have had the full mm -hmm. cohort, more mm -hmm. or less, uh, on the team. So, uh, what's new in, in your life, Archie? Tell the tell the people about yourself. Well, yeah. So I was born and raised in Oklahoma City. Grew up on in War Acres. I now live in Norman, on the east side of Norman. Uh, my parents are from Liberia, West Africa. So that's kind of one thing that's interesting about me. So that makes me a first gen. Kind nice. of nice. They all went to, you know, they went to school here in college. So technically, I'm, did they move here for college? Yes. They moved there for school, exchange students and stuff like that. So they met here and all. So that's something that's interesting about me. Uh, I love writing. I grew up uh, loving telling stories. I went to school first for engineering and that did not. <laughs> I didn't like that. I think I have really funny stories to tell later on about that, if you ask. Yeah, you're not. But so you, funny you're engineering not, stories. Funny <laughs> engineering <laughs> stories. Oh it's just I think the deciding factor what made me switch was, you know, that uh, Gaylord old lawn. Remember that old uh, lawn? Sure. Somebody did a Naruto run through it. And I, that? That what is that? You, We're too old. For yeah. This so you know how Sonic runs. You know <laughs> no. how Sonic. You don't know how Sonic like runs. Sonic yeah. You know how Sonic <laughs> oh, with your yeah. arms behind your back. Yeah. Naruto run. That's what it's called. And so somebody did that, and I was like, yeah, I'm done. But that was. But that made you not want to do engineering. It was. It's a. <laughs> <laughs> it was an engineer. This is it how was, a podcast works. You have to explain yes. what you're talking. About. Yes. It was already. It was already <laughs> not really a good time. Out. It wasn't fun. I wasn't liking it. It wasn't what I felt like what was going to be my calling or what I would enjoy doing full time. So, so you wanted to instead write about this goober running like a fool. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to tell people about it. Right. Like I am doing right now. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, you've been telling people stories, uh, on non-doc for a year and a half, two years. What is time? I don't know. Mm -hmm. when, mm -hmm. You were an intern in the summer of 28. Was it 19 or 18? 19. I think it was 19 because it was 18, 19. I was still at the daily. As That's well. right. Yeah. 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 Okay. So 2019. Uh, and yeah, you've uh, 
been on staff since, and uh, it's you've done some really great work. We're going to talk about some of the stuff you've written about in the past, but today specifically, uh, you were up in here in Oklahoma City. This is again September first. It's a Wednesday, one twenty p.m. in the afternoon. Earlier this morning, the grand opening celebration of the new Homeland store at thirty sixth and uh, Lincoln. Lincoln, yes, on the e- technically the east side of Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about this because I drive by there every day to and from the Capitol during session. So when I need to stop and get two-ply toilet paper to take the Capitol because <laughs> we're too cheap to yes. provide us anything reasonable to wipe our butts with in the legislature, I'm going to go right by there. So, you know, That's it's different. I, I'm personally excited about it. Um, what was the event like this morning? It was exciting. Uh, there were so many people there uh, just waiting to get inside. Uh, what was really funny uh, was Big Blue. Is that our mascot? So the under- Oklahoma City Thunder's mascot? Rumble? Rumble. The bison? Rumble. Yeah, Rumble the Bison. I'm <laughs> sorry. Sports. No, I think Big Blue, Big Blue is, is something. Uh, Big Blue is the, uh, uh, aren't they the... I'm so sorry. Well, no, I, think I feel like you're looking I, at me, and if we're talking about sports, I'm the last person you should be well, looking, Rumble, looking at. Rumble. <laughs> no, Big up. Blue is the mascot. Is Big Blue is the official mascot of Old Dominion University, but also Thurs. Matt Pinto on the Thunder broadcast refers to the Thunder. There we go. As the That's, Big Blue. Okay. There we go. Right, That's right. where I'm like, hard to know your somewhere. We got there. Your sports nicknames. <laughs> Thank you. Was that a lot? I, I just I, sports. I don't know. Okay, so so back to the back to the poor bastard We're in the bison costume when it's ninety on the hottest day of the year. Yeah, this guy's so, in a hairy costume. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so he came. What was probably one of the most like funniest things about it was that he took his shopping cart and just plowed right through the rope. Uh, oh, how cute! So instead of using scissors, <laughs> it was a fun way to uh, bring about. But uh, we had band from. Douglas High School, we had uh, a dance performance, and we had, uh, not we, but Homeland had, uh, Mayor Holt was there, uh, Ward 7 uh, Councilwoman Nikki Nice was also there. Were there a lot uh, of, like, just people? <laughs> yeah, just just people, shoppers, and ready to get inside. And I was, yeah. like, hiding in a mask trying to get to the toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I did saw, go. I saw on social media, it looked like a good mm-hmm. turnout. Yeah. yeah. So I went I went yesterday to interview uh, the CEO of HAC Inc., uh, who is. Is that the Homeland Company? Yeah, that okay. is the Homeland Company. Um, and he was telling me, we talked for, like, 20 minutes, talking about uh, how exciting, like, the people around the neighborhood are. You know, se- about 75% of the employees there are residents. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's exciting. So great. So it's yeah. new jobs. Uh, revenue is going to be pushed back into the into that part of town. I believe there's a tax. I believe that land is on a tax inc- increment. Uh, so a lot of things should be coming out of that homeland within the next few years. Will you remind me of the history of this whole East Side grocery store thing? Because there hasn't been one for like a second. I was just looking this up. It was, uh, I found an article, I think that, that I did July 31st of 2019 was when uh, the headline was huge problem company mum on closing Northeast OKC grocery store. Mm -hmm. And this was at 23rd in, in MLK and had been, you know, probably the most prominent or at least centrally located grocery store for the Northeast side for, you know, decades. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the, the, it used the to super be, saver. I yeah. It was, and name. then it became right. It, it had been a buy for less. Then they turned it into the smart saver, smart saver. Cause there had been a whole plan, the buy for less company, which now I guess sold out to Pruitt's foods, which Pruitt is like the Pruitt family yes. from Southeast Oklahoma. Yes, RC Pruitt used to serve mm-hmm. in the Oklahoma legislature they don't sell alcohol, so buy, all those stores no longer have alcohol. But anyway, the Buy for Less family, the Binkowskis, had this store at, at 23rd and MLK, and they had made big plans. They'd worked with a lot of folks, former councilman John Pettis and some other people had worked for a long time to get um, – so they have like a huge uh, footprint of property on that corner, right? And uh, – there was a big plan announced to do a, a, a what do they call it, an uptown grocer. I think that was the the next, that was the high-end store, and it was supposed to have some retail and offices and other things like that. And it never came to fruition. It was, I mean, this was like 2016, I think. Wait, sorry, when did the 
the store closed? So the so the store so the store on twenty third and MLK closed in the summer of twenty nineteen. Okay. But three years before that, this project to to really greatly improve that mm-hmm. store and the offerings fell apart or never okay. came to fruition. And it had to do with a lot of things, mostly like environmental remediation. I actually wound up going over and and to the city and records request or no from DQ I think and records requesting like um uh you know public reports on what the land quality and water quality of that area was because my understanding from sort of background sources was that for years and years and years the property back behind where that that building was was used as like sort of a dump right and there was just like you know tens of hundreds of feet or unofficially uh i think like probably back when you could get away with just uh, hey you got old tires come i got a pit over here come throw them in here right and so when they talked about doing this big expansion of the buy for less store the remediation cost was going to be outrageous i mean you have to reach a certain point where you only get to you know dirt and then if you hit something else and you got to keep going so mm-hmm. it was sort of this so the binkowski situation fell apart but they sort of then they they downgraded the store there um, to be a smart saver, which was sort of a it was a lower end, worse fruits and vegetables, um, you know, different cost uh, concept, and uh, that was sort of an insult to a lot of folks in in the community because they'd been promised this upgrade and wound up getting kind of a downgrade, and then in the middle of 2019 there was like essentially a pipe broke in that building and uh the company was like yeah we're just gonna close and they shut down this yeah they shut down like within a week and so the store the store ended up closing i think august 5th um of 2019 and so since then archie you'd kind of taken over the story there of there were promises of other stores all that Mm -hmm. stuff over over basically the food desert, that's kind of where it all started. So uh, I remember back uh, around that time, a food symposium uh, was started. And then now we have black farmers uh, over there on the east side uh, coming together and making produce for this farm and not this farm, this whole land. Sorry, I'm misspeaking. Um, but and then there was and then and then there's the market at East Point as well, which has mm-hmm. been a kind of a collaborative effort. Mm-hmm. So you've kind of chronicled the 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 effort to bring better food access yeah. to the East Side. And let's be clear, like the buy for less and the smart saver that were there, people didn't really feel like that that was like fully serving the needs mm-hmm. of Northeast Oklahoma City. But when that store closed, it became essentially a crisis scenario. Yeah, and Restore OKC and Any OKC have been a big part of bringing all this kind of together with Market East Point and Homeland actually partnered with Restore OKC as well um, to get Marcus East Point as well and going up. And then uh, just so many benefits coming together now um, in that area. Yeah, the East, a- the East Point development is essentially 23rd and Rhode Island kind of area. Mm-hmm. Um, our good friends at Kindred Spirits, where we had an event last year, uh, Market East Point's just down the block from there. And uh, that's more of like a it's more of like a smaller market. Yeah, right? it's a more smaller market. It's about 7,000 square feet, I want to say. The homeland is like 30,000. Um, so it's... Sorry. Oh, I inhaled and it looked like I was about to ask a question. Which I will. <laughs> the market is... Is it kind of like a farmer's market type? Yeah, thing? it's more okay. of a farmer's market. There's uh, They get their produce like right down the street, basically. Okay. Uh, the name of the farm is uh, bouncing around my head, but... It's there. I think I edited your poster doc. You definitely did. In my head somewhere, You definitely did. We're prepared for this podcast today. Um, so, yeah, I mean, overall, I think everybody's really excited about the the homeland, you know, at, at 36th and, and Lincoln. And I think that when, when that was announced originally, um, you know, the only concern I heard from some folks was it's a, it's a little – it's not in the 73111, is that right, which is sort of the zip code that had – become technically the food desert yes. it's right kind of outside of it about a half it's a mile about 200 yards away is what i'm yeah. told um but the thing about that is they put in a new bus stop there um embark they're working with embark to get that route going the city is and then so once that's up i think um that's going to be another big boost for people like in that 73111 zip code 
That's that's awesome. Well, this is good food for thought. There's our podcast title. Bryce, go ahead and write that down. Uh, And and what I was going to say is that because of the the market at East Point as well opening, what is time? Six months ago? Something like earlier this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's, again, that's, that's between Kelly and MLK on 23rd. So, it, you know, the the East Side community got more than just one new, you know, grocery store option mm-hmm. uh, through this whole process. But it had been a long time coming. I mean, the, mm-hmm. after the Minkowskis closed the store at 23rd and MLK, they had promised a store at essentially 36th and Kelly that never came to fruition. Um, I, I, and they wound up getting out of the, the grocery business. Uh you know, so for a long time, I mean, Councilwoman Nice had been, you know, really working behind the scenes. I think Mayor Holt, you know, she had said was very helpful, you know, in this. But it was it was a situation where if this didn't get rectified, I mean, we can talk about how great all the great things going on at OKC, you know, for a long time. But if, if we can't find some way to work with the you know private sector, with public, uh, you know, investment, whatever it is, incentives, to get food access for a significant chunk of, of the city, um, you know, it was, it was really kind of a, an ugly, uh, like you can, you know, you can say all the nice things you want about the Thunder and all that. We, yay, we're a big league city. How are you a big league city if a quadrant of the city doesn't have a grocery store, right? And, and, and think of all the things that we give incentives to, you know, sidewalks, yeah, you know, whatever it would be. Um, I, I have a couple questions. Yes, yes. <laughs> In your reporting on this topic over the months, have you talked to people about what they've been doing sort of in this gap between grocery stores? Like, have people been driving a lot or are they just mm-hmm. eating crappy mm-hmm. food from gas yeah, stations? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's mainly um, eating bad food because the only issues that the only places that they had to go to were corner stores and gas stations to get their food. So um, a lot of unhealthy eating options within the last few decades uh, because of lack of healthy food options. Um so yeah, I mean that's that's been one of the main issues uh, growing into this was uh, just healthy food. Yeah. Now, now one of the other things you saw also, I think, is that there urban farm, urban urban agriculture kind mm-hmm. of efforts to say, you know, how do we? This isn't going to be a solution for everybody, but also how do we get our community to have more community gardens, young people growing food, understanding how that works, valuing it. And so you wrote, you wrote about that, but you also, just to take it a step further and a step further east, uh, you, you did a story where you went out to Seminole County uh, mm-hmm. and you did a story sort of, sort of looking at the, the issues that black farmers face. Specifically, I think it was more related to a USDA loan program or right. grant program or whatever. Tell us a little bit about that story and what you learned and and not, not just from like the policy wonk level, but also just like the human level. Like tell us a funny story about somebody you met in, in reporting that story. Yeah. How did you find the farmers you talked to? So how did I find the farmers? Yes. So Willard Tillman, who's the executive director at the Oklahoma Black Historical Research Project, was who uh-huh. got me uh, into in contact with everybody. Um, so I spoke with Alvin Lee, who was one of the farmers out in Seminole. Um, I spoke with uh, his neighbor, Mitch, uh, we all called them Mitch. It was such a great time. It was such a, it was a great, I had a great time out there. Did, did Alvin, was he the guy in the four-wheeler? Mm-hmm. He was he the guy in the four-wheeler. Take you crashing in front of the, through things? Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, no. Didn't he have a bulldozer? In yeah, there? so yeah, yeah, he definitely has a bulldozer. But the thing about that is it's broken down. Uh-oh. So it, it cost him about 15 grand to get it and it's about another 10 of like maintenance Mm. so it's a really expensive broken down bulldozer note to self don't buy a bulldozer Mm. yeah yeah so a lot of his land are still trees and so that's what he's using the bulldozer for um but right now it's just sitting there the some oil is leaking the tracks are off the wheels and so as far as i know and he was having difficulty trying to get a grant there's supposed to be some money through the latest federal aid package for mm-hmm. black farmers in particular mm-hmm. yes so the 1.9 trillion uh, dollar plan by president biden a portion of that was supposed to go to uh, black farmers but and like minority was, farmers yeah and general. minority farmers in general and so that was that's being held up in court uh right now with uh 
some white farmers in Wisconsin, I want to say, who are uh, taking that up. And so challenging to challenging the constitutionality the, yeah. of yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, it's a tough. I mean, that's a tough business. I don't. I think our last final question, in our last podcast, was like, if you could farm one yes. thing in a fantasy world. And later, I was thinking about. It, I was like, that sounded so elitist, as if this would just be easy. Like, snap my fingers. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> now I farm uh, sarsaparilla or whatever. Saffron. A uh, saffron. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. That maybe I'd farm sarsaparilla as well. Um, just to drink. <laughs> Wasn't there a Sprite commercial where just Sprite came out of the? The ground. Yes. It was like the reverse Rice, our resident, knows everything. Rice is nodding yes. Nice. Yeah, that was that was like an old commercial. I, I think remember. it was, but yeah. it was like, but it also ring. It reminded me of in Idiocracy. Oh yeah, with putting the bron- Brondo with on the Brondo. crops. Yeah. Who's seen Idiocracy? Sorry, it's, not it's yeah, got, I'm so it's, sorry. No, it's we're the like, only two I'm people. Not, have I know seen that's it pretty all. crazy. <laughs> you guys got to watch it today. <laughs> it's today, got, it's got what plants crave. Okay, yeah. well let's let's wrap it's, this up. Let me, do, it was a little more relevant in the Trump presidency. Oh yeah, big time. But yeah. not irrelevant now. No, no, it's uh, it's a very prescient movie. Yeah. Okay, so um, I didn't understand any of that part of great. the podcast. <laughs> uh, well, just put on an episode. Later, let's just watch an episode of Owl My Balls, Bryce, and we'll be fine. <laughs> okay, uh, great. Nobody else understand why that's funny. Good. No. Okay. No. Um, well, anyway, Archie, just wanted to say you've been do- doing some really great work for the last uh, year and a half or two, I guess two years, two two and two years and two months now ish, something we, like that. Should we tell them about how we met? How did? Oh yes, I think yes. I think I'm, I think I'm kind of over it. So no, no, no. We got it. I think we. Yeah, there is a story about we, the first time we met. We didn't really meet. Yeah, but so he I'll found start, out about who I was. I'll start the. I'll start the story from where I was. So there okay. was a. So involved. You were a student at the University of Oklahoma, and when when President David Boren left, and President Jim Gallagher came in, uh, there were people who um, were how would you say, uh, shit canned and, uh, people got, uh, terminated from their jobs. And, uh, one individual who, uh, left the university during that time was former state representative and state Senator Jabbar Shumate. And I like Jabbar. Um, he called a press conference, uh, one day in the summer. Uh, it was very warm. Are you not supposed to press conference in the summer? Well, here's the thing. If you pre- if you call, <laughs> here's the deal. He, ca- he called a press conference in in a in a law office in downtown Oklahoma City in the heat of summer. So everybody had to like park, you know, yeah, blocks two away, miles away, lug yeah. in equipment. I mean, I didn't because I'm not a TV guy, but I had my bag. I I'm in, in a equipment. suit. I'd been. It was the same day you lugged in equipment. That's I lugged right. in equipment for the daily. You were there for the daily, or yeah, I was there for that. Was when I was visual editor at the daily. Okay, yeah. so. So we're all, so you're coming up from Norman. Like I, I was, it was the same day that Mike Hunter and Gary Jones, uh, came out and said the multi-county grand jury, uh, found that the state health department, uh, did a lot of weird stuff with money and they have 15 recommendations, but we couldn't, uh, there was no criminal wrongdoing, but here's the report. So I'd been busy with that, had like written a story and Jabbar had called this press conference for like, 4:45 or 5 p.m. this day downtown at the floor 13 of this office building. So we get into the office building. They put us in this room. It's this. It's a. It's a room with a, a window over here, but the whole side of the, the. There's a door and the window. Everything's glass. It's completely glass, and we're in there. And there's two chairs. One chair is for where the press conference is going to be. And I grabbed the other chair because yes. I don't give a shit. Yes. I was tired. And I was there first. You did. And that's how I, that's, that's. So I'm sitting that's there. That is. I'm sitting there watching. So I'm waiting and the, there's other TV people who are, who are there. And Archie comes through and, and here's what, did, what happened to you, Archie? You, okay. You roll so up. let me just start from my point of the story from the elevator. Okay. Okay. So it's me and currently the news editor at the time. Uh, Jana Allen were exhausted. We were exhausted too. Everybody, everyone. <laughs> he, he said I'm with trying, a pointed look. Yeah, at I'm the trying. Boss. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying not to laugh. So I feel free to laugh. It was ridiculous. I, oh, I almost dropped the camera uh, in the first place. So that's how I came into that hallway, <laughs> disoriented a little bit. 
and my glasses were also foggy. So it was <laughs> oh, also and I couldn't glasses. okay and I couldn't see the door and so I ran into the glass. You just walked oh, no. right into the glass. I just walked. I just walked. It. I just walked right into it. Yes. And I'm I'm sure I just guffawed and tweeted out like and yeah. a, oh. a journalist just ran right into the window three, <laughs> like a bird. I'm pretty sure like three people tweeted it out. Yeah. Oh, and no. I was wasn't. Good. I didn't even want to like, interact. But like it came up on my timeline. And I was like. Cool. Man. I should have thought of you yesterday. A bird ran into the, my house window. Again. That made you think of me? I should have. No, I didn't think of it at the time, but I should have thought of you. Like maybe feel feel better because yeah. he didn't think of you? That happens like a couple times a year at my house. I don't know why. It's just, yeah. I just, wham, boom. I remember you tweeted something about cicadas. Oh, and yeah. That made me, cicadas are basically me, like. That made me cackle because oh. a couple days ago, like three of them like flew into my <laughs> Yeah, I had one in my house for a while. They're constantly just like headlong into the window, into the door. Yeah, like, they're on yeah. suicide missions. Yeah. They're ridiculous. Um, mm -hmm. So just to close this. So then we do the press cup. So everybody's there. You've run into a wall. Mm -hmm. The TV crews are tired. Uh, I'm I'm tired. I'm hot. I'm in a jacket and a tie. And it's been a long day. And, and we get in. The press conference starts. And the attorney uh, and, and, and Jabbar's seated. And he reads a statement. And he drops the Clarence Thomas line. And by the way, just to be clear, at this point, no one knew what the situation was. He was fired at this point, or like oh, he had, it? yeah, he he. I can't remember whether he'd fired or stepped stepped down. But he was gone. But he was you. gone. Okay. And he preemptively was calling this press conference to to say the allegations you're going to hear about me are false, <laughs> and. Uh, this is nothing more, and he dropped the Clarence Thomas line. He said, this is nothing more than a high-tech lynching, Ooh. right? And and before the press, before he started speaking, the attorney goes, Mr. Shoemate's going to say some words. He's not going to answer any questions. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's so your favorite email. No, no one in, the, no one in the room. Yeah, this is like, a, like, if you're listening out there, PR people, like, don't do this. I think one thing that I have to mention was that he wouldn't start it until – he knew that the OU Daily was there. Oh, he, he wouldn't. He wouldn't start it until he knew that we were there. Remember that? I I didn't, but I I remember it starting late. It was yeah. I, we were I and so the they go. So they go. They go with the whole like and like. Just to be clear, this is. I mean, people do this all the time. Like Governor Mary Fallon did this like a couple years, uh, like around the same time. Like it just never goes. Never call a press conference and then be like. We're not taking any questions, right? Like, don't, then, then, like, don't fucking invite me to be here, you know? Like, <laughs> Just don't do a tell, press release, right? You're and like, furthermore, in this moment with Jabbar, he's like, "The allegations you're going to hear about me are completely false. This is a high tech lynch," and we're all sitting there going, "What allegations? What allegations are you talking about? You know, like, what are what is that? We can't. What are you? What is this? Now right? my interest is peaked, right? And so, so anyway, so he finishes his statement. And he's like getting ready to leave. And so obviously I'm like, okay, so we have some questions. And and the lawyer's like, he said he's not going to answer questions. But Ollie, I was like, yeah, here's the deal. He's the person who, he's the former elected official who's called this press conference to do this. Like, I'm going to ask. So anyway, it was somewhat of a contentious exchange. Jabbar and I get along well, I mean, I think. Like the guy, shout out to you. Um But I'm just like, this is, you know, come on. We're going to ask questions. You, you can walk out or through this door you can run through the glass yourself if you if you need to, to leave in the scenario and so they so they leave and the door the door shuts and i go well that's some bullshit and i start my phone starts blowing up from tv producers because the wow. like channel four was still streaming <laughs> oh, good. the event yay <laughs> not your responsibility right and then, like, oh. nobody complained publicly but they were like hey just want to let you know we're still rolling and i was like well maybe that's up to you to stop rolling. yeah like, this is bullshit you should stop rolling yeah so anyway so little did i know at that time that like you know because that was no that was 2018 yeah that was summer 2018 yeah, I was, because yeah. fall 2018 october 2018 i did a big story about uh that about how uh cotton Shoemate was caught in the crosshairs of the presidential leadership change between between the Boren world and the, and the incoming Gallagher world, and and it was it, the the high tech part that he mentioned was they had um, like 
the mile the trackers on the car, like where he took the car. Wait, and what the, were the allegations? I don't. Remember. Oh, let's not get into it. Okay. We'll link it in the thing. But essentially, it was he was misusing. But my uh, interest is peaked. He, yeah, he was right. He was misusing. <laughs> this is bullshit. Allegedly, <laughs> according to the <laughs> according to the uh, computers on the university vehicle uh-huh. that he had in his possession, he was using that and the P card, the purchase card that he had. He was using that. To, to maybe do things that were personal in nature versus mm. employment in nature, like drive home to Tulsa for Thanksgiving or, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Fill up. Mm. He, like, I even did the calculations of, like, the gas fill up one day was, you know, the tank on this vehicle only has this many gallons and then the, the charge for gas, was you know, was something much higher. You know, those those were the... They found that part of it. And I think in his defense, it was essentially David Boren said I could do whatever I wanted with this vehicle, right? And that was like essentially. I was going to say, that kind of thing must be incredibly common. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was what Jim Gallagher found when he took over the university, which was that it was incredibly common, you know? <laughs> uh, I mean, th- I mean, w- and it's common in other places. I mean, that. I think anywhere with expense cards, it's incredibly right. common. Is that what the right. P card is? Is an expense a card? Purchase, yeah, a purchase oh. card. When yeah. I use the P card, <laughs> it is referring to something else. <laughs> Just want to. Oh, man. All right. Uh, I was going to make a peach <laughs> lotion joke, but there we go. Okay. <laughs> so uh, for more stories from our last six years of non-doc <laughs> operations. Um, like and subscribe and follow. Yeah. Da, 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 da. So um, I actually, so that was going to bring us to our historical nug. Archie's shaking his head. He's like, why did I get on this Mm-mm, podcast? Sorry. This is not, That's amazing. This is not going well. Um <laughs> Uh, I just wanted to say thank you guys. This is like the current iteration of our uh, staff and team. Um, but if I go back in time, uh, September 1st, 2015 uh, was the first day that we were, we had like content launched. I think we actually published it at like 7 p.m. on the 31st of August. And then we were like hoping that people, and we, you know, stupidly, we had like 300 Facebook followers and we stupidly put up like three things and all this stuff, you know, at blew, 7 p.m. Yes. And blew all our content and didn't know what we were doing. You know, we had like two weeks, you know, laid out and, and we were doing like a whole Labor Day series already, you know, about the history of labor in Oklahoma and all this stuff. And like 72 hours before the launch of the website, like then Commissioner of Labor Mark Costello was killed. And oh, so geez. we had this whole discussion of like, do we do anything about this or do we just let it ride? And like, we, we didn't do anything. Who was but, involved at this point? Uh, so it was, so Andrew Rice uh, was the founder, founding publisher. Um, and myself, uh, I was editor in chief as I remain. Uh, Josh McBee was managing editor. Josh and I had worked together at the Norman Transcript and the OU Daily a long time ago. Bryce, you know, Josh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and I was writing commentary. Let's not forget. Yeah, that is true. Uh, if you go okay. back, and there was uh, <laughs> there was a, a woman named Kathleen Shannon who kind of did our branding at the start of it, and then her husband Jeremy uh, Shannon built the website. It still says it at the bottom down there. Um, we need to put like maintained by Karen Rose. You know, uh, Angela was writing uh, commentary about. Uh, wine choices, I think. It I was. think I did a wine choice piece and maybe something about like how to be nice to people. Yeah, that which good stuff. deep, deep yeah. stuff, <laughs> deep stuff, you guys. Yeah, um, nice. no, it was very good. And so, because we'd run into you uh, while we were like planning the ordering site pizzas, yeah, right. Um, you were working at Picasso's, yes, I was. And uh, Josh and I would go there for uh, pizza, which I'm actually just like, a, I'm just devastated to report that Picasso's. And the other room are no longer doing pizza and no longer doing the pizza beer shot special. I found out the other day. I have bad news to report. So, with every uh, you know door that opens, a window closes. I guess so. We've got a good grocery store at Thirty Sixth and Lincoln, but no more cheap pizza and beers and shot specials in the Paseo. Yeah, we should do a post about that. I know. I feel like people would like it. There's other pizzas elsewhere that are really good. It's okay. Yeah, we'll be all right. I know, but still, uh, (laughs) I think I ate pizza. Three times, three separate times last week. Oh, really? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That seems correct. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I ordered a large Domino's, and then after that, I got awarded a free medium Domino's. (laughs) Awarded? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, your points. Yeah. Points. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I'm gonna build up. How, how long after that? <laughs> huh? How long did you? Literally, wait? as soon as I ordered it, it was like you you want a free medium pizza. Did you get it at the same time? Give me that. Oh, too. I got it the next day. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So give me that pizza. Great. <laughs> yeah. I need to tell you the story about how the government fixed Domino's pizza, but that's for another time. Maybe we can put it in the links in the podcast post. Yeah. Uh, Dairy Management Incorporated. That mm. was a good good uh, deal. They doubled the cheese on it in an effort to be healthy. Uh, and they mm. paid for Domino's marketing campaign. So good job, government. Um, better work there than with Afghanistan. Okay. Uh, so hot take. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, on that note, I also actually, I have a story about Domino's that I need to tell another time. Here's the preview. I am responsible for an asterisk that they had to put on a Domino's television commercial. I'll tell that story next podcast. Remind think, me. Yeah, that is that story the on the theme next of podcast. the next podcast. I, I am responsible for an asterisk, uh, you know, explainer I love that, that they put on a Domino's TV commercial. Swear to God, have what the receipts. What year was this? Uh, like two years ago, oh, three years ago. Recently. So you're the um, reason yeah. for a disclaimer. I, I, I did saying? it. I, it was, remember when they had their marketing campaign for carryout insurance? Mm, yes. Turns out insurance is a regulated entity. There is a regulated product. <laughs> You, you've already gone oh so God. far into it. Why yeah, would you wait? The story. No, I'm gonna, because I'm going to tell the story. My interest has peaked. Okay. You have just told the story. This is like <laughs> Do you want a whole story? Well, it's the I mean, second time you've I, I mean, you, you've built it up so much already. Oh, fine. You've already okay. told so much. Well, of it. one day, okay, so they were running these ads that were like, Domino's has carryout insurance. Get your carryout insurance. If your car, if your pizza flies off the roof of your car, we'll replace it, right? So one time, my buddy drives me to Domino's. I'd had a couple beverages of mm-hmm. the adult variety. I went to pick up my pizza inside the Domino's at Pin and 27th. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, how much for some of that carryout insurance as well? <laughs> and literally the five people working at the Domino's started laughing at me. They were like, what are you talking about? And I said, the carryout insurance, you're advertising it all over TV for months now. Carryout insurance. I want the carryout insurance. I thought it was carryout assurance. No, insurance. Okay. So they, uh, so. Okay, so it was like not a real thing. It was well, a right. So they didn't thing. tell. So I tweeted about this. Uh-huh. Uh, like okay? you do. Like I do. Like you do. And then Deputy Oklahoma Insurance Commissioner <laughs> Tyler Laughlin, who I know from the Capitol, messaged me. And was like, this is kind of interesting. I'm going to send a message around about the, to find out what's going on. So he, so apparently like all the insurance departments, all the insurance regulators from the different states have like a, like a 4chan or like a, you know, some sort of like message board <laughs> that, that they're right. all, yeah, they're all complaining you know, about the one play well, right, as well yeah. as, yeah. And so he put like a thing out there and like there started this discussion and I have yet to open records request the actual email chains about this. But long story short, every uh, enough of the people were sort of like hardline insurance regulators that they were like, we cannot let this stand that they're marketing insurance, but it's not insurance. Oh, take them down. Right? This is also a little bit a story about like, don't use your hair dryer in the bathtub. You know, we were like, who's the idiot that thought you should do that? <laughs> in this case, who would think this is a real thing? Trace. Me. Trace. Uh, <laughs> well, I was just genuinely. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I remember those commercials. I thought that was an actual thing. And finding out this story now is kind of blowing my mind a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because who's that? Because have you never dropped a pizza? Yeah. I have. I thought maybe like for 20 cents, I can get like a guarantee that if this pizza stinks, I can bring it back. So, so anyway... They, they get on the horn with like Domino's national lawyers. Wow. And they're like talking about, and again, I'm hearing this just secondhand, but they're like, they have this big long discussion and the agreement for it to like be resolved was for them to add an asterisk to the bottom of the commercials saying like, this is not insurance. You know, insurance <laughs> is a regulated product. This is not insurance. So I have somewhere in my files, I have a, a blurry photo of the asterisk <laughs> add it to the post you're, i will I'll, you're like a folk hero of the pizza world. I, i'm telling you it seems like a bad commercial i don't understand how that's supposed to sell pizzas i i didn't right and like basically they said that it really was just like a gentleman's agreement that if you somehow dropped your pizza on the way home if you just like came back and were like i fucked up my pizza they'd give you another one <laughs> 
which I guess they were just assuming that no one would do that because otherwise it seems like they had not met Trace. Right. They had not. Right. I'm, I am the Kramer of <laughs> yes. the local pizza scene. Um, At least, you know. Yeah. Um, I want out of the mail system. Okay, so uh, I guess that was the historical nugget, uh, not not like how we started. Not the that website. it's our birthday and we don't even know how old we are. Twenty twenty fifteen. We're so- out of the toddler years and we're into like the sassy. Right. We think we know everything. We're either years. six or seven, depending on how you count your age. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> if you like what we're doing and you want us to stay around for another seven years, please consider going to nondoc.com clicking on the writer's fund and donating six or seven dollars mm-hmm. uh, or 77 or, or 66 700 either way just whatever inspires you yeah that would help us uh, have a strong start to our next trip around the sun speaking of donations it feels like a good time to do pod nods nod those pods I'm gonna nod the pods. Okay, and I just want to start off by saying we love and appreciate all of our donors. And at the same time, I'm going to say your last name wrong. That's just, that's going to happen. And it's part of what you get for funsies by donating to Nondoc. And we appreciate your support. So a big shout out to these folks, Chris Deal, Dan Hugh, Randy Butler, Trey Savage. What? That's me. That's him. Alyssa White, Dennis Neal. C. Pitts, Perry Fothery, Matt Stewart, Odian Fried, Lane Evans. Freed. Evan- Freed. Freed. There we go. Okay. Sorry, Odian. Lane Evans, James Stafford, Sandra Lavenue, Bryce Metter, and John Paul McCain. Thank you so much, you guys. We appreciate you. And uh, as Trace was saying, if you are interested in donating to support our anniversary birthday Uh, however old we are on our website at the top there's a black box that actually says donate so that's where you will go to uh, click and donate and it's super easy just a few clicks I think it's like three in total and then I also want to do a shout out to our sponsors Oklahoma Hospital Association and the Oklahoma State Chamber of Commerce thank you so much for being supporters of community independent journalism and if you or your company is interested in being a sponsor please reach out to me Angela at nondoc.com Wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, we learned yesterday, uh, Matt, as Matt reported, uh, an Oklahoma City Council men was discussing the uh, climbing hospital attendance. So uh, attendance seems to be up at the hospital. Uh, some people were making fun of that on Twitter. Okay, um, we have nodded the pods. Mm-hmm. I have uh, number six, more jabbering. I think we achieved that. We ja- okay. I think we jabbered. I think we jabbered. What Jab- time are we Jab- at, Bryce? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we're at, um, three hours. Uh, we're like at 45 minutes. Okay. Like so are we done? Is that good or? Yeah. I got one more question. Oh, oh, one more thing before I forget. Which this is a question I like to ask friends, but now that I'm about to ask it on the podcast, if it feels too weird, we we'll can do, do something We'll do it else. again. Okay. <laughs> I already love it. And back. <laughs> um, if you had to get plastic surgery of any kind, what procedure would you get? Okay. That's so amazing because I think I have the answer to that. Okay. Awesome. Archibald, so lead the way. Fact, he, he's so 20 fact. something. He's yeah. so, in the prime yeah. of his physical life. So, 27 so, knows exactly what oh, you would do. No, 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 no. <laughs> Trust. So, I, fun fact, I have two different earlobes. What? Oh, let's see. Give, so, me, give me a peek at those earlobes. I think. This one's the attached, and this one's the hanging. Oh. Yeah, so... Now the question Wait, becomes, what would you do? Attach the hanging one or detach uh, the... I think you got them opposite. Yeah, yeah. That, that one's yeah. the hanging, yeah. This one's the hanging, this one's attached. You don't yeah, know your earlobes. No, I do not, earlobe. because I always get them confused. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's cool, though. Yeah, dude. so I think I would strange. get it. <laughs> I think I would get it hanging. Does it you bother would- you? Does no. It, does it bother you that you have different ones? No, but sometimes I do do that, and I'm like, dang, this one's really You're like, short. my one physical imperfection. Because some people, sometimes and when I was growing up, <laughs> right. when I was growing up, people were like, man, you have tiny ears. And I was like, don't pay too close attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look over there. <laughs> Watch me walk into this glass window. All right. Yeah. Wow. So I think that would be mine. That's yeah. good. That's a really That's good, a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Andrea? No, I, I got to go last. Bryce? Oh. Oh, I... Uh, I have no idea how to answer this question. Okay. I've, I've never. I've got my answer. I, I mean. And that's that's not like out of 
vanity or anything like that. I just, I, you know, it's like a lack of vanity. You, you actually need more vanity. Is that the idea? I think he just spends most of his time thinking about other things. Plastic surgery is Maybe. not at the top of your mind. <laughs> what, if, okay, what, if, what if you could, the plastic surgery was like, we'll give you a million dollars, but we have to make you look like a certain WWE wrestler. Who are you going to pick? Oh man. Okay. Wow. Um, hmm. That's an interesting We're question. We're tailoring this <laughs> question to Bryce. Uh, He's suddenly in. Okay, yeah. Very. He's grinning wildly. I think you should consider both who you want to look like and the amount of very painful surgery you have right. to go under. Well, I, I'm trying. I'm debating. Do I want to look like one of the like really scary looking guys, or do I want to look like one of the like probably really good looking guys? You know, uh, do, like do I want to look like Glenn Jacobs? Only your heart and, can answer this and question. Be, <laughs> do I want to do I want to look like Kane and just be terrifying to anyone for the rest of my life? You mean the or, mayor of that small. Uh, county in Tennessee, yeah, the mayor of Knox County. That's yeah. right. No. Or do I want to look like you know someone like like Dwayne Johnson? Look like The Rock? Okay. And what be, are you picking? I'll probably go with The Rock. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah you because that would be a lot of plastic surgery though. They'd have to lift that eyebrow just permanently. <laughs> I, I used to be able to do the eyebrow pretty good. I, I used that, I used to be able to do it. Uh, okay. Well, I'm well, gonna uh, I'm gonna go next. I would. I think I would have to get a nose job. Because I have a crooked, I don't know if you can see it, but it's, a, it's a little crooked. Oh, but it's cool. Is it, that from is, an injury? Oh, is, or well, is like that? What makes it cool? What it's, a, I, don't, it's just, I don't know. It's you. I, I it's have, cool. I, I have known you for like almost 16 years now. This is the first time I've ever I can be, that. I can beat that. I'm going to shout out one of our donors, uh, <laughs> non-doc donor Jeff Mims, who I met uh, in the freshman year of college at OU living on couch 12. He was my, he's like one of the most talented guys. I know he's doing it, it finishing his PhD now. And he uh, was in my dorm room with a sheik, Zaman, Dr. Medicine. And we were having some beverages one night, as one is not allowed to do in the dorm rooms. <laughs> and uh, Jeff got on my, pizza. he got on my laptop and he busted out Microsoft Paint. And I'm telling you, like, this guy is talented at everything he does. And he drew these caricatures of me and a sheik on Microsoft Paint that you would, I still have them somewhere. You would be like, I, you, I mean, it really looked like me. And so we printed them out and we put them on the, the dorm pushpin wall. And like a week later, this other guy rolled in and he was like, oh, that's amazing. He even got how your nose is crooked. And I was like, my nose is crooked? What? <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I was so sad about it. And he was like, That's yeah. Amazing. So, no, so it wasn't they, like, oh, it got broken or something. This is just no, they how God got you. you. Wow. No. He That's, got it. It doesn't you. look like it was broken or anything. I also have never noticed. No, this. it doesn't. There's there's theories. Uh anyway, I don't oh. know. Uh, uh, my interest is peaked. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, it's okay. Every Everybody's face isn't symmetrical. That's right. You don't actually... A symmetrical face is beautiful, but the... Uh, what is it? The Fibonacci sequence? Mm -hmm. The golden ratio? Yes. That's the most beautiful. Yes. So, Angela... Thank you for motioning to me when yeah. you said that. I really <laughs> feel honored. Clearly. Um, so, I will say, as, as I'm assuming the only one at this podcast table who has had plastic surgery... Um, I don't know that I would do anything else. Uh, what I have learned is there's pros and cons for sure. Um, we can we can totally cut this part out, but I'll just jam. I uh, and and going back to like our beginning days uh, when I was writing commentary um, for Breastfeeding Awareness Month, I did uh -huh. a number of breastfeeding pieces. I turned out to be more of a hippie mother than I thought I would be, and I did breastfeed my child for the first three years. Yes, folks, three years. That of was his the life. that was the headline of that the piece. Was <laughs> yes. it, I breast my I breastfeed my three year old and it's fine. And it's fine. I think he was two at the time, and I still went one more year. And I always said like he'll you know he'll let me know when he's done. Or or I'll reach a point when I'm done. I think he'd probably still be breastfeeding if he could. He's a boob man. So at, at three, I was like, and I'm done. We're done here. So um, it was great. I'm, you know, thankful for it. I don't regret any of that. But it really just like did a number on my assets. And I was sad about that. <laughs> and it, it made me resentful. And I wanted to like take them back as like mine, like mine and not my child's. And so I saved up for years and I did get a breast augmentation 
situation and I'm I'm super happy with it. But there's also, you know, as the time has gone on, the reality that it wasn't as like necessary as it felt like it was to sort of reclaim my body or look like I used to, um, you know, your perspective over time just changes. So I'm not against it, but I just don't think I would probably do anything else. That was not an option in the question, but thank you for sharing. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. Then I want like a, I don't know, maybe kind of like an extra arm or like yes, something tail. useful like that. I like want a tail. tail. A tail would I, be good. Well, we gotta, we gotta live in the realm wait, of wait, possibility. Wait. Was, was that, was that part of the question? Oh, right. I was like, wait a second. Was that part of the question that we could like have like weird body modifications? Whoa. I thought we were talking about like cosmetic surgery, like as we understand. If we're talking body modifications, <laughs> there's tons that I would The game do. has changed. What would you pick? You gotta go. He's like, I thought about this one. Did did you ever read? Well, no, I don't guess you guys. Okay, so you know I'm really into comic books and everything like that. If I could be like the six armed Spider Man from the '80s, <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. No, it wouldn't. That would be amazing. Where would yes. you buy clothes? Yeah, you, you just make it definitely. No, no, no. You have four extra arms to sew your own shirts. Oh, That's you can true. definitely yeah. tear it up. I can, yeah, uh, yeah, no, I would be like, yeah, if we're talking like weird extreme body modifications, of six course. Arms. Six arms six Spider Man. Six arms Spider Man. Okay, yeah. Andrea, body modification or just like cosmetic surgery? I have not thought about body modification, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, to the extent. <laughs> I haven't really thought about uh, plastic surgery either, and I don't have a great answer to this question. To your own question. I would not <laughs> mind being a little taller and having a longer waist because clothes fit me kind of funny. Mm -hmm. But I don't possible? think they I, I don't think, think they can like I add a vertebrae. Body modification. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see the episode of South Park where they do the weird extreme body modifications? No. Oh. You should look it up. It's okay, good. well we'll do that. On on that note, we're gonna try to have you ever Andrea, have you ever just like tried to hang from your feet? Just like upside down and just to be taller? To be taller. <laughs> I don't want to be taller that bad. We can pull on you. I think that that's the get yeah. you wet first, and then. But that that that's must what they used to like tell kids two, to do. Right? Like that's what they used to tell kids to do. Like just hang upside down, you'll stretch. I can't imagine. And that's the thing where you're like taller in the morning because your spine has been. Like, that like, would be good. It goes I need away. That. Does it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> I'm, all I know is that we're all shrinking the older we get. We need to hang upside down. Clearly. I know. We, and I then we all up sat up straight. We all instantly <laughs> sat up straight. Okay. All right. Well, until next time when we come back unrecognizable, all four of us, five <laughs> mm -hmm. of us. Archie, it's been a pleasure. Thank, thank you for thank you. joining. Thank you. I'm so glad um, I got the chance. Like us, rate us, here. follow us, subscribe to us. Uh, don't ridicule us too much. And uh, We're fine with it. Just give us five stars and tell all your friends. Yeah. Quit searching for photos of Angela on the internet. See ya. <laughs> Live from the News Dungeon is a non-doc.com production. Produced and edited by Bryce Holland. <laughs>